some lovely ambient barking. Normally it's me who provides the barking <laughs> in the background. Sorry, I've opened the window because the house is on fire today. Hold on, I'll close my room one. The other window's open. There we go. Excellent start to the podcast. It's brilliant. So, we've got stuff to discuss. There was a conference to which... There was many conferences. We're done with E3 season now. What happened to E3? I thought this was the oh, E3 pre-show. <laughs> there's, this, there's this thing happening in the world right now. You know, everyone's kind of locked indoors. I was wondering why the streets were so quiet. Yeah. Anyway, before we get to Halo, because I know most of this podcast is going to be about the Xbox conference, I have two things I want to bring up first. That's, that's fine, you lead the way. One is just a tiny little thing about Assassin's Creed, which I found interesting. Obviously, right now, Ubisoft, there's some, some big controversies coming out of there, and I don't think we're going to get too much into that on this podcast, Probably but not. suffice to say, some nasty things coming out. Some questionable creative decisions well that's the one I want to talk about so oh, so there's another I thing report, oh, I, yeah. I know the other thing right okay yeah a report that came out that said for many years now the Ubisoft higher-ups have been blocking female protagonists leading their games yes and went into examples the three examples that I saw were Assassin's Creed Syndicate Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I just want to say I fucking knew it. (laughs) (laughs) If you go back to when Odyssey first came out and before you'd played it, I specifically said that it felt like Ubisoft had been pussyfooting around the idea of using female protagonists for years. And I just want to say that I I knew this all along. Was this included in your Assassin's Creed Odyssey rant video that no longer is public? No, it wasn't. I think this was definitely on a podcast at some point. Right, okay, right. Because we were, we were talking about um, female protagonists in general. I can't remember what the other examples were. But I was saying that the game Odyssey feels like it was built for Cassandra. I would, I would like to state for the record, in case I have said anything contradictory previously that I can't remember. Having now had... Play, I've now played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I was just playing it before we were recording. I'm basically done. I have one more DLC to do and that's me. I haven't played an Alexios run-through and I have very little interest in running an Alexios run-through but the game very clearly to me would seem to be constructed around the character of Cassandra being the sole protagonist because I, whenever I get lost in Assassin's Creed games I'll usually look up a YouTube run-through. Most, not all, but most YouTube run-throughs are with Alexios and I will sometimes watch significant portions of quest lines up until the point I'm stuck at where it's the same interactions of characters except with Alexios and not Cassandra. And my god, it's boring. <laughs> it's, this, it's, literally, it's, so, it's, it's literally the yeah. same dialogue for what it's, it's worth, but it, the, the delivery, delivery is... The delivery of it is so different. It, it's like, it's Mr. Cartoon... It's Johnny Bravo. It's, it's Mr. Cartoon Network Man. Well, he's going for that sort of like stoic Spartan warrior thing, as opposed to Cassandra, who plays the role way more sassy, which is just more fun. You can you can do stoic heroic Spartan man. I think this is if this if that's what they were going for. I still think that was a bad version of it. You can still do stoic male protagonists; they exist in all games. That was just a very yeah. poor version. 
not only have they given you an alternative to Cassandra instead of just sticking to their guns and making her the sole protagonist, the alt one they gave was just bad. <laughs> it's it, it what what fascinates me is the reason they were they were not they were no oh, you can't have a female led game. People don't buy games led by females. And it's just the argument might have worked in the nineties. That really doesn't fly these days because you've got like the Tomb Raider. So yeah, I was just gonna say when you said nineties, I was like, even Tomb yeah. Raider. <laughs> it's just, or you know, Last of Us Part Two, or so many games that are. It's not a, a big weird thing anymore. You know, people are growing up and they can handle playing as a lady. I will say that. The box art that ships for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I think, would look completely less lesser. That, that that was a completely jarbled sentence. It would look not as good with the female on the front. It looks like it was made for a big, strong Spartan man. You can barely tell the difference, though. It's just something about the general shape. It looks like a masculine body type, you know. And okay. I, I just think that it would look better it would look lesser if it was a female on the box art you could do a completely different box art though that would make it either better or not an issue but the way they drew it to me very clearly is like this is supposed to be a man's driven game and then you open up and install the disc and it's very clearly not supposed to be and again Cassandra is a great character but their box art is very misleading well what are you going to the whole game is misleading even like there's very simple, subtle things that um, when you pick which character you're going to play, Alexios is on the left and Cassandra's on the right. And generally, in English-speaking worlds, we read from left to right. So your choice will automatically go left. Just little subtle things that people, that your brain might not notice. I mean, I, w- I would say typically in, typically in life when we talk about male or female, we say the word male first, you know? So I don't. That's I true. don't really think it's very misogynist when you think about it. <laughs> Who cares? It's, it's a fifty-fifty. One's got to go first. You're, people say ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's, it's just true. it's just it's a fifty-fifty coin toss. There's two of them. One's got to go first. You know, I, um, Cassandra was clearly the better choice in my opinion, based on everything I've seen of Alexio's gameplay, and I've, I I was convinced to play as Cassandra by many many a person, bar like two. But I and I still haven't. And I've played Syndicate. And Syndicate was, I think Syndicate was a very bland game to be honest with you. But I don't think that was necessarily the character's fault. I just it was I I can't yeah I can remember the visuals of the game, but I can't remember much of the narrative at all. It was a very safe Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, Templars are doing bad things, assassinate them. It, it wasn't pushing any boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Um, Evie Fry and Jacob Fry. I think if you're gonna give the gender split in the game, you could argue about how much story time each of them got. But I think it was well done to the point where they, it both made sense that they would exist in the story being told. Sure. You haven't played Odyssey, but I've, oh, sorry, Origins. You have played Origins. Yeah, I haven't played Origins. Origins yet. definitely handles this the worst. Because I, I, I know, how, I think the way I've had Origins described to me is they basically pull an L.A. Noir, or for like three quarters of the game you play as one character, then for the last quarter of it they just switch out. I wouldn't even say that. You... It's more like all of the open world and 90% of the quests you play as Bayek. And then at one mission every couple of hours you'll play as you'll play as Aya. Why not just play as Bayek the whole way? At that at that point, I mean, at that point. I I would agree with you. 
because the missions, to me at least, where you play as Aya, they feel super tacked on. Like, they feel thrown together at the last minute and stuck into the game where they don't belong. And that's not an, that's not an indictment on the character or anything. It's just the actual. Do you think they feel so separate from the main? Do you story. think before the game entered proper development and they were at the storyboard stage, they originally wanted to kill Bayek off really early and make it a Aya story? Well, we know that now. That's what's being confirmed, which is it's very interesting to hear because that must have been changed quite early in production. Ridiculously early in production. I mm-hmm. didn't know that. I didn't know that that's specifically what had been confirmed. I just thought that they wanted to minimize her play, but then I never knew quite how little she was in the game to begin with. I didn't know how they could minimize it any further. Well, she's in the game quite a bit, but you don't play as her for most of the time. Tips is- it's completely bizarre to me. Do you think Valhalla is dealing with it any better? I mean, we know how they're dealing with it, but do you think that is better or worse? I don't think the way they're doing it in Valhalla is sustainable. It's a complete cop-out, in my opinion. I would agree. I think it's the same problem as Odyssey. They're just they're just being even less committal with it. At least in Odyssey, you pick one and you're stuck. In this game, there's... I don't know exactly how it works. I haven't looked into it. But... It would seem to me that you're completely gender fluid. Yeah, you can just change whenever. And, you know, that's fine. In Syndicate, you can switch but... between Jacob and Evie on the fly. But Jacob and Evie are different characters. Yeah, this is this is a single sentient and... being that can just switch out. And traits. I know that the thing they've said is, oh, we're playing with the, the, san- the sci-fi elements of the animus. And I get it. I don't think... It's like a big lore problem. I think the issue is if you keep making characters that are completely don't have a set gender, it makes it harder to write properly. One point that was brought up about the Cassandra Alexios thing in Odyssey was that because of the choice, they couldn't explore anything to do with gender in the game in any way because everything has to be available for both. Whereas if you had, if they'd gone fully with Cassandra, they could explore like, what does it mean to be this woman warrior in way in the past when it's quite a rare thing? They could make it more an element of the story. I mean, to look at all the mythos that come and try and kill you all the time in Odyssey, you would think it wasn't that rare. Sure. The, true, the, but... the, enti- the entire game would just seem to have it not be an issue, you know? I think, it, what's, what's the name of the one from Valhalla? A- Eivor? Yeah, Eivor. Eivor, very non-gender specific name. Well, it might be, but we don't. We, we're not from we Denmark or Norway. It's so. fair. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I, I am to be honest. As much as I love Cassandra, I'm going to play as a guy in Valhalla. I think male Viking man is much more appealing to me. And again, because they're being incredibly wishy-washy with it, it seems like the game won't be impacted much at all unless they completely trash the male voice actor. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I don't. I'm not gonna blame you on that one. I I can blame you more on the Cassandra one because voice acting's better, and also she's the canon one. And there's all these reasons I can give for this one. They're being so wishy-washy with it that it doesn't seem like it's gonna affect anything. Uh, well, I'll say this. Um, one thing that really sticks out to me about the female Eivor in Valhalla mm-hmm. is. There's a skin in Fortnite that looks identical to her. <laughs> it was a it was a battle pass skin from like a year ago, and it's like a female Viking skin in 
I'll say this, everyone that, everyone that purchased that Battle Pass, I've never seen anyone use that skin. It's just in their collection. I've got it. Everyone else I know's got it that played back then. No one wants to be a Lady Viking. No, there's male Viking skins in the game as well, by the way, that no one wears. People just don't seem to be that into Vikings in Fortnite, even though there's a village. Maybe they'll make, maybe they'll make it come back when Valhalla comes out. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is, it looks like they've just ported that skin over, made it photorealistic, and then just left it. It's got, it's got the blue face paint and everything. Are you making some accusations here? Yeah, instead of Fortnite ripping off everyone else, everyone else is ripping off Fortnite. I think I've said my piece on on this stuff. You know, we're we're two dudes. We're not super qualified for this, but I just wanted to say that I was right and I called it. I support your right to gripe. <laughs> Speaking of right to gripe, let's talk about the Lord X trailer. Ah. What is there to say? That's where I'm at too, to be honest. It's I was just watching it and I was, well, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Now, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be as well. However, because I'm not surprised, and to begin with it was such just an inoffensive thing to me anyway, because it was it's animation, it's the creators of Rick and Morty, I knew what it was going to be. It was and it is. I don't even really like Rick and Morty. There, I said it. Everyone that likes Rick and Morty who listens to this, you can be outraged. You just I don't just... have a high enough IQ to understand it. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't jump on McDonald's restaurant tables talking about Szechuan sauce and screaming at employees. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know, I know, I know the, I know that I'm pickle, I know the pickle Rick thing, mm-hmm. and you son of a bitch. Shit I've ever seen. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, it's great, and this, it's, again, maybe it's because it's in the realm of animation. It doesn't offend my Star Trek snobby sensibilities, because I'm like, ah, it's just who gets, it doesn't really, it's canon can be questionable. Sorry to the animated series as well. I don't care. Sorry, it is what it is. It can just be a thing that exists. And, you know, I'm probably going to watch it. Who am I kidding? It doesn't mean I'm going to like it. I'm probably going to watch it, though. I mean, we have to. We have to at this point. We're too committed. Do you have anything else to add to the Lord Dex discussion? Because I feel like it's going to be really brief, by the way. Well, I would say I do agree. And I saw some comments on Twitter and the likes for people were, oh, is this what Star Trek has become now? And my thought was, yes, if you've not been paying attention. This is where it's been going since... This is where it's been going for a while now. And if you said something to me, I think, last week or the week before. And you said, it's super weird. We are theoretically in a Star Trek golden age. Oh, yeah. There's almost, there's going to be like five, at least five running Star Trek shows at once coming up. Why are they all so bad? It's, it's so strange interesting isn't it and you know what i have to say we were poo-pooing on discovery and stuff like this in the early days mm-hmm. i miss when it was tos that was those of being fuddled with because, because TOS have, wasn't your era i don't have the emotional connection to tos i like it i enjoy it but now they're getting into the tng nostalgia era and oh boy, is it hurting a whole lot more. From a visual perspective, at least I feel like they're respecting it. They're respecting the visuals more than Picard, at least. But, like you said when we were talking about it in text, that's only because it's an animated show. 
yeah, how like you can use the what did what did the Americans call it the dustbuster phaser? It's like yes. a TV remote. Because in animation, it's it's so what it doesn't matter. It can, it can look like that well, in a cartoon. Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's it's silly and goofy. This thing from the eighties. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, but if they were to make a twenty four, a mid to late twenty fourth century TNG era show now set with DS Nine and all that, everyone would have, would have like, guns. They would have guns. Yeah, they would have the the Star Trek Picard pew 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 guns. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, even in TNG era when it was out, the phaser rifles were gunny. Sure. The phasers were TV remotes. The hand phasers, you know. And we can get into all of this stuff about how phasers aren't really guns and all this, but that's a topic for a different time. Topic for a different time. There's one more addendum then to the Star Trek talk before I think we leap off to the main topic. Okay. That Nickelodeon show that we were totally really not sure if it was going to be made or not, just got a name. Yep. Star Trek Prodigy. And I, I've made my prediction that is... Because they haven't revealed anything about the story yet, have they? They haven't. We just got a title card. There's not even any casting announcements. So given probably... that name and the fact that it's a Nickelodeon show, I think it's about a child who becomes a captain of a starship. Oh, God. I thought it was going to be like an Academy show. But, like, <sighs> dumbed down. No, they're, they're a prodigy. Because, like, a Star Trek Starfleet Academy show has been talked about for at least 20 or 30 years now. And originally, like I think there was talks of them, the 2009 movie taking in a lot of elements from the Starfleet Academy show concept from way back when. Of seeing like, a young Kirk and a young Spock in the Academy and all that. And obviously the 2009 film went away with it. But, um, yes. but I think that for a long time, we we're also weren't very clear on if the Rick and Morty lower deck show and the Nickelodeon one had kind of been fused together, but they hadn't really publicly announced it. But no, they're two completely distinct shows. And it's made me question, it's not made me question, it's made me kind of get a wider image of what, I, mean, I think we've always kind of said it, but when you see it in practice, it kind of changes just your attitude towards it. I knew they were trying to turn Star Trek into this big multimedia yeah, just they're going full MCU. MCU. Yeah. yeah. I knew that was kind of always what Alex Kurtzman wanted to do. Especially when his mummy Dark Universe thing went down the fucking tubes. Yes. It's uh, interesting, actually, that they're not working on any films. At least, I don't think they are. It's, there's a whole bunch of contract things right now with the Kelvin timeline and Bad Robot. And I, th- I think they, I think they probably will make a film again. Well, probably, I know they will make a film again at some point. But whether it will be a reboot or a sequel... Or they'll try and merge the Kelvin and Prime into one timeline again with some wishy timeline stuff, you know? Um, and then suddenly you've got Captain Kirk with um, Sonequa Martin-Green, what's her name, Michael Burnham, you know? And it's like a big crossover CW event where Ezra Miller Flash meets up with the Flash from the TV show. <laughs> but I think that when you see things like, at least the MCU's all trying to be contemporary and it's all canon. How is prod? How is Star Trek Prodigy going to interact with Star Trek Picard? Now, the question is, the answer is, I don't think it will. No, but not a chance. What's the point? It's kind of like the the Netflix Marvel shows where they it's so tonally different. At least I'm assuming it's a Nickelodeon kids show. It's not going to have violent murder rampages in it, so they really just can't interact. They can't interact, but they could. To- they could totally interact with. The 1980s next generation. Sure. 
oh, 100% um, Lord X is going to have a whole bunch of cameos in it. That's not even a question. Voice actors or not? Oh, they can they can get they can get the TNG cast as voice actors. They're they not get, doing anything. They can get Michael Dorn in for a war. Michael Dorn does plenty of voice acting. Yeah, he, he'd be up for it. He'd be totally, they would totally be up for it. I'm just thinking, do do we know precisely when it's set in TNG area? Is it concurrent with TNG? Is it Voyager? It looks. I think it I think they said it's TNG. like it's it's bet- somewhere between TNG and Picard. That's that's a big window, and those uniforms aren't. Those uniforms are it's supposed to be the uniforms between the, the grey war uniforms and, and the ones the... we see in the Picard flashbacks. They're like the in-between. Right, okay. Right, so it's, 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 some, it's sometime after Voyager then? Yes, and sometime Nemesis. after Voyager. Right, okay. Right, that's fair. Well, we look forward to Lord Dex that actually doesn't have an international distribution release yet, so maybe I'll never see it. I don't and... know if I am looking... I, I really can't say I'm looking forward to it. I'm sorry. Okay, well, they, they, re- they released like show. an an extended clip of the of the first episode, like the premiere episode, and I was blown away by how unfunny it was. <sighs> well, maybe that's just because we don't like Rick and Morty. Maybe Rick and Morty fans will kill to like this. It seems like they're just trying to pump people in from different fandoms at this point. Like Star Trek, it's, come on, Rick and Morty fans! This is a Rick and Morty Star Trek show. Pumping in everyone except Star Trek fans. <laughs> <laughs> They're like pumping out the people that existed in the container whilst flowing in new material. It's like, well, we've still got strange new worlds to be kind of hopeful for. Kind of hopeful for. And oh boy, that Section 31 show. Oh my god. I'm actually I'm thinking about making a video about Section 31 just as a concept. Oh, I would I would love to see it, Kyle. I've been really heavily pimping out your root one, by the way. Oh, thanks. It hasn't been working. But... I know, I know. I've been shouting it. I've been shouting it. Some people saying, "Watch it!" and they're like, "We will!" and I send them a link daily. I take it you liked it then, right? So I mean, I I know I know bugger all about Naruto. Okay, well, you know this, but I yes. found your video sufficiently entertaining enough that I watched it twice. Oh, thank you. I, I found it very I found it very sufficiently entertaining enough just as a concept and a discussion of characters and how a show that can be still a good show, subjectively of course, can handle certain aspects so poorly. But despite handling it so poorly, it can still be a good show elsewhere. And I and I dressed up fancy. So. And you, you dressed up fancy. I thought you should have buttoned your shirt up. No, you got to let the chest hair show. Kyle, it was, it was too. It was too much. <laughs> too much for what a cartoon. For a cartoon. It was. This is oh, mm, the prud in me came out. I was like, button it up and at least drink some red wine, Kyle, with that red shirt. I bet it was ginger ale, I please. Knew, I fucking knew it wasn't half of them alcohol. Of course I was it like, wasn't alcohol. <laughs> because people that watch that that don't know you will be like, oh, you went for I was like, I bet that's not fucking alcohol. <laughs> Xbox. Xbox Game Showcase 2020. July 23rd at 5pm. I would describe it as a very average conference. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was sufficient. It got the job done. Did, did it even get the job done, Kyle? I would say it got the job done. I'd like th- to say, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle mer- missed the opening, which was the I only did. part I, I was most sleeping. people cared about. I missed Halo and I watched the rest of it. 
you know, there wasn't a huge amount of games that I was overly, except for the very end, which they were successful to end on, which is Fable, which we can talk about because we, they revealed nothing. They revealed Stephen Fry, which is enough. They revealed Stephen Fry is the narrator for at least the trailer. I mean, uh, he's in Fable two and three, yeah, so if they bring yeah, no, him back, I, I know he's. I know he's a returning, returning Fable. But if, if they take, they... if this game is, this is one of those games that take five years to make and Stephen Fry dies. <laughs> no, don't say that. No, I, I, no, I don't want him to die. Stephen Fry is a beloved national treasure of the United Kingdom and just, again, I can only drool over his ability to narrate the Harry Potter books. But games take so long to develop but they announce them so far in advance. It just gets oh, my hopes was, up for changing concepts. This was concepts. very clearly just an announcement trailer. Yeah, remember when I, they first I think announced? This is very early production. Right remember now. when they first announced Halo Infinite in late twenty eighteen? Yep. And it, and it was like the mysterious trailer, and you see the helmet at the end. That was twenty eighteen, and I thought we're not going to get to twenty twenty one. It was technically twenty twenty, but we'll get there with things that we need to discuss about this game. But even though it's coming out in twenty twenty, I don't think we're going to have I, it. I want it. I want to finish on Halo because we're probably going to talk about that the Halo stuff for like an hour. Yeah, we will. I just wanted to talk about it. In general, the Xbox conference, it didn't blow me away at any point. I saw some people saying, like, oh, it's a, it's a more mature console generation for... They're, they're going in for a more mature audience and I just don't agree. I saw a YouTube thumbnail and video title that said that. I never watched it. I thought it was all fluff. Um, like was, I didn't see trying... anything that led me down that direction right, at all. Right, well, I've, I, saw a, I saw a direct YouTube video title that said this is supposed to be a mature console for gamers, whatever. Adults. And, yeah, and I never clicked it. The word mature was used, that's why you've reminded me of it. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is just, this is clickbait. I'm not saying it's clickbait, but it's it's trying to bait me, you know, is what it wants to create some sort of response, either positive or negative, to either stir the fanboy in me or go well actually yeah i'm not saying about myself the word mature feels immature to me is that just me it's like oh it's for adults it's mature i think you're being immature with that assessment but (sighs) mature like it means developed and i would say that listen i watched that and i think this it was very xbox Nothing. It was blo- very Xbox. Nothing. Even see, I, I, I was surprised, Kyle. Their idea Xbox thing wasn't even in the main showcase, was it? No, it wasn't. I show. I saw a IGN YouTube video like a few hours later that done the idea Xbox thing, and it was like an official Xbox thing, and they showed like grounded. They showed all you know. Maybe they didn't show ground, but they showed all that kind of idea Xbox stuff, and it was all like it looked like all their graphics were from Splatoon or something. Everything was like paint blasted and. Sure. All that. It was just like a montage through every single game. And I was like, why wasn't this in the main showcase? I was disappointed. Where Where is my favourite, loving, love, Vidae Xbox? It's, it is weird. That is normally the thing they, they hit on. I always enjoy the the idea Xbox thing. Where it's just a little flash of all these smaller games with much more unique and varied art styles. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. We got three different horror games, so... We get State of Decay three. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna get like one State of Decay per generation? I guess so. I guess that's where we're going. The first State of Decay was like right at the end. Arcade, of the th- yeah. Yeah, it was right at the end though. I think even the Xbox One had been announced by the time it came out. Mm-hmm. Then State of Decay two was first half of Xbox One. 
Not not day it got, one. It got quite consistent support, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think people liked it. And then State of Decay 3 has been announced, and it's turned into like this franchise, and I just completely bypassed it, but there's no reason. Yeah. I, I, it's a zombie game, so of course I'm not playing of course, it. Yeah, of course you're not going to touch it with the 10-foot barge pole, but I think maybe I... I would, but it's. I feel like I've been ambushed into this franchise, <laughs> and and I'm kind of like I don't want to go back and play it. <laughs> I've got no interest. I want to jump in somewhere. But I found the entire. See, when I said it was very Xbox, the entire conference very Xbox. I mean that in the good and the bad. It was yes. It was professional, but nothing ever went. Whoa! I need to buy this today. I need to click. I need to. Where's the pre-order button? You know. To be fair. I don't. I can't think of anything that uh, at the PlayStation conference that really blew me away either. So people clap and cheer when they show not this year, but when they show like a Last of Us two trailer or something. Sure. People, people were like, "Whoa, here we go!" You know, Titan of Gaming is getting its sequel long awaited. Well, obviously they hoped that Halo was their big blow away moment, and it wasn't. And we'll get to that. Yeah. <sighs> Grounded caught my interest. Grounded looks interesting. Uh, Obsidian, they make good stuff that I don't play because I don't particularly enjoy their style. Yeah, well, I, I think... But this doesn't. This looks very outside their wheelhouse, which it, is interesting. It does, and I thought the marketing was quite good. Uh, if you're waiting for the biggest game, wait, wait for Cyberpunk. Wait for Cyberpunk. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, I even got a pop-up on my Xbox just as I turned it off before we started recording to be like, pre-install Grounded today, Game Pass user. Well, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I will. Because the one that again, turning gaming into a subscription model is totally. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'll say it until everyone knows. Gaming as a subscription is what they're doing. All games you saw today are available on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And <laughs> why did they become Krusty the Clown? <laughs> that be <laughs> no. I thought that was a shit one. <laughs> I can't do it, Kyle. It's been too long. I can't do it. Can't do it. I used to be able to do the crest of the crown laugh really well. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to poke it. You harsh yeah. memory. <laughs> you hurt me, Kyle. I thought I could do it, and then you've set me up, and I can't do it. I'm just trying to be wacky, inflatable, alarm floating, tube man voice. Buy it now, you know? Um, it, it's just. I like gaming as a subscription because I get, like, Sea of Thieves and Red Dead 2, and now we're getting Destiny 2's. That, that actually somehow that felt like the biggest announcement there. Oh, hey, you can get Destiny Two and all of the expansions on Game Pass. Destiny Two has that been, felt big. Destiny Two has been free to play for like a year now. Sure, but and, the expansions aren't. Yeah, the expansions aren't. And me and like a uh, friend of the show, Ryan, we are quite bummed that we paid full price for this game for like maybe <laughs> nine months later to go free to play. And Destiny yeah. One was never free, but Destiny yeah. One was never free to play. We had no reason to believe that was a direction they were heading. And now this is free to play, and you get the DLC. And now we're kind of thinking we might get back into Destiny Two again now that the DLC is free because we weren't paying another penny to it. Mm-hmm. And get, it's a big get for them. I know they. I, I wonder if it's because they're not tied to Activision anymore. It's possible. It's 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 an interesting swap because they have been a very heavy PlayStation on Destiny. I still think they will be, by the way. I think this, this... is a purely business move. It's not that they're giving us anything. Sure, but it does it feels more hey, we're not taking sides anymore. 
entirely possible. I mean, even Activision got first preference on Call uh, for Call of Duty on PlayStation for the last few years. They used to all be about Xbox, and then they switched to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It might totally have been an Activision thing that gave Bungie first party treatment to PlayStation. But now that they're free, they, they maybe maybe they are. Maybe you're right. They're just sitting in the middle, you know. But I still think that they'll maybe if they if we will see if maybe because you know they would always add like strikes and missions and stuff to PlayStation for like a year first. It was a timed exclusive. If they yes. continue to do that, then we will know definitively what this is. I just think that this is a money making move because they will make a lot of money via Game Pass. Game Pass is sure. just outside Xbox or a developer. Game Pass is quite a good deal. People will play your game even if you're AAA and you. You know, people are like, I don't want to play that game because I don't like the company. It's on Game well, sure, Pass. There's, I'm there's for game lots Pass. of games on Game Pass that I wouldn't have played otherwise. Yeah, it's, it's I, like, as a consumer, I do enjoy it for that. It's, it's good value for money, and I think it makes probably everyone quite happy. Hmm. Unless you have a stance against the subscription model, because I've got some friends that they only want to pay for gold so they can play online, and they fly refuse to do Game Pass because they know there's just games on it and they're never going to play. I've succeeded. I, I I know I won't play two thirds of like, all games on Game Pass. It's like the Netflix thing, though. You're not going to watch everything on Netflix. This the same friend in question here didn't want to get Netflix for a long time either, and then they did because I can't remember another friend of theirs or something was getting it, and they chipped in. It's it's the way of the future. I I I'm actually I'm shocked that Xbox is the one who's really pioneering the subscription stuff. I think Xbox has always been like that, though. Even now, for the end till until the end of time, people will make fun of the original Xbox One unveiling, right? TV, TV, multimedia console. Xbox One. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be an all-in-one media center for games and TV and all that, right? I was explaining this to my mom the other day, and even she realized that was a terrible idea. Yeah, it went down poorly. But I think in some ways they might have actually been ahead of their time. One single media console that does everything. Now, when your entire pre-existing customer base is gamers, they don't care about that. But to bring in, kind of like what Alex Kurtzman is doing with Star Trek, if you're trying to bring in new people, you've kind of got to be bold and switch up a little bit. You know? You're going to completely alienate your pre-existing fan base. But if you're trying to bring in new people, I think it's probably a way to go. And Phil Spencer who we love and pray at the altar of for Xbox, he's definitely made it more about games. But overall, I think the Xbox ethos has kind of stayed the same, just under a significant rebrand. They're still doing different stuff that the competition aren't doing. And it's all around kind of subscription-based services and kind of media as well. Still, It still is like you can do everything on Xbox One. Like it's cooked into it. Sure, you, know, you it's, can't take that stuff out. You can't take well, there'd that There'd be stuff. no reason to take it out. There'd be no reason to, and I don't think the Series X is going to take it out either, by the way. I think even the dashboard for Xbox Series X is going to be it's going to be different, but remarkably similar. Should we get into Halo then? Yes, we should get into Halo. Why do we, first, we're, we're judging this on a couple trailers and eight minutes of gameplay, so... Really, we don't know that much more than we did before. In fact, I would say we don't know anything more than we did before. (laughs) So I think I'm basing it on a little bit more than that, to be honest with you, because after the conference, they did like a virtual meeting press conference, if you like, with YouTube creators in the Halo space and outlets like IGN and that sort. 
and they all kind of got different questions and different answers and some of them got kind of more long form private meetings and they would get exclusive questions and answers so you could go to like 10 different YouTube channels and find out new legitimate information about the game Okay, you definitely know more than I do then, because I haven't done any of this sort of research. Right, okay, so this is at the start of the um, recording, ladies and gentlemen, I happen to mention to Kelly that I've got no notes as usual, that I have done quite a bit of research into the Halo factor, so this is where it'll come in handy. The Halo, I didn't know they were going to, I thought they were going to close with Halo. So when the show started, I was I was just home from work. And mm-hmm. I was kind of getting changed and I was, you know, I was doing stuff around the house with it playing in the background, watching the countdown go down and I was switching streams and Twitch streams just to see what the shortest delay. And at one point I was finally getting changed out of work stuff. And this weird trailer came on and I was like, I think this is this might be Halo. Because it was like a cinematic trailer about them making the Mjolnir armour. You know, it was, it was good, you know, but at first it was unclear and I was getting ready and I had to quickly, you know, pull my t-shirt down over my face so I could see what I wanted to watch. I was like, well, they're doing Halo now at the start? Oh my god. And I sat down and I got comfortable and I had my drink and I was so bored. Here's... This this plays into exactly what I was thinking. This trailer, it looked like every Halo game I've ever played. I mean, so I, I, I disagree... I think what it looks like, some people are thinking this is going to be like a hybrid of Halo 3 and Halo 5. I think it's going to be a hybrid of Halo 1 and Halo 5. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of Halo 5, to be honest with you. So, Sprint and Clamber. And, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, it, you know it, what? It, it, maybe not a mix of every. It looks so generic. It doesn't look boundary pushing in any way. So this was an early build that apparently was captured like a year ago or something, like maybe nine months ago. It's an it, there after the show had ended, they posted like a gameplay trailer for YouTube. It was like a minute and nine seconds long, and it was uh-huh. it wasn't just of the footage of the gameplay that they showed at the showcase. Again, it was like they showed a couple more things in that. Cu- they showed a couple. They showed a couple more things, but if you compare like certain weapons that were in both. One, the one that they showed on YouTube that was significantly for graphically speaking it was significantly better and it was clearly footage that was captured a lot more recently on a different build of the game because this build even, even it says press A to start demo on the Halo Infinite thing and it, I, the first thing I thought is this like I knew it was all pre-recorded but I thought maybe the fact that they acknowledged that it was a demo instead of just trying to hide the start menus and whatnot I thought that um Maybe this was going to be a demo that we could all play publicly, you know? I kind of got that impression too, but no. It was yeah. just a little visual joke, I guess. I don't know. Um, but maybe, maybe it was that they knew it looked shit. And they were like, we need to put something in here that clarifies that we know this is a demo. Don't worry. This isn't I don't the final think game. it looked like... I've seen some people saying... I thought that the the brute at the end looked kind of under-textured in a weird way. But overall, I thought it just... It, or we kind of agreed this in the chat the other day, that it looks like zoomed in halo wars yeah and that's not that's not just a critique of the of the graphics and the textures that's actually just the art style of it it looks like a zoomed in rts yeah so from my point of view you see a lot of graphical clipping and popping like when he's going up that elevator at some point in the gameplay trailer and you're supposed to get this great view of the area and you can go everywhere in the area 
as a way to show off through the power of their new console, it was an interesting choice, to it say was, the least. You could see everything clipping in and loading in all at once. Assassin's Creed Odyssey looks better than that. Yes. And it d- didn't look next-gen at all, and I think that's because this is going to be an Xbox One and then it will smart delivery upgrade to the Series X. But no extra cost. Ha 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 ha, because we're consumer-friendly, remember? And I think that it's possible that because they want this to be like a trans-generational game, uh-huh. they are held down by the lowest common denominator. That's, and, a, and if you, that's if you, an odd move. If you, can't do do it, if you can't do it on the Xbox One. At this point, they should really be making it a launch title. See, yeah, I th- I think they should be as well, and or maybe maybe we still don't. I don't even think we have a precise launch date yet. By the way, and it's supposed to be coming out by the end of this said year. Holiday this year, yeah. yeah. Maybe it will be a launch title, but it's also going to be available on. But it's going to be, but it's going also going to be cross-platform, I believe, to Xbox One. So if I had a Series X and you had an Xbox One, we could we could play it together. Kyle is what I'm saying, and because it's going to be cross-play, they need, everything's just clipped down to the previous generation. They're not making it an exclusive to next to the Series X. And I think, again, I think it's because they're trying to merge generations. PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 are clear-cut generations. But I think I said this in the last time we recorded, they're turning consoles into, like, smartphones where you mm-hmm. can get three different versions of the iPhone 11, but it's still the iPhone 11. You can get maybe two different Series Xs if the, if the rumoured Series S is a real thing. But they're still series, the series generation, if you like. And well, this is this is a, a more general thing, but mm-hmm. uh, I saw some posts comparing the Halo Five faces to not Halo Five, Halo Infinite faces to like Lasses Two. And first off, I don't think that's a fair comparison anyway. Neither do I. Halo wasn't photorealistic. But second off. Just in general, I feel we've hit kind of a plateau in graphics right now. Where we're we're so close to lifelike at this point, and I know people say like the original Mario was so close to lifelike, but I feel like this is a more fair comparison these days. We're we're really close, and it's as opposed to these big leaps between generations, it doesn't feel like there's a big leap in generations this time. You know, the Halo, the three sixty to the one that felt like a big leap in graphics when you compare. Assassin's Creed Unity to Assassin's Creed 4. You can see a huge difference there, right? You can. But this time, going f- between games, I really, I'm not seeing a huge difference. Any of the games shown at the conferences this year look like they could be run on current gen to me. I agree. I, I've seen nothing so far from the Xbox or indeed PlayStation that looks next gen. I've seen, and they keep talking about zero loading screens, but they kind of show little like animations here or there that's like that's clearly a hidden loading screen so you're lying <laughs> it's like the in Destiny where you see the ships flying to places that's just a loading screen they're hiding it well I, th- I think it was you who said a while ago that this generation will probably be the last one to have a disk drive you said to have a disk drive but I'm starting to think more generally maybe I mean well this will be the last generation period before, before they just become kind of up upgrades over time, like smartphones. Maybe not, maybe not. But I I'm not seeing how much further they can push graphically until they just. To me, at least, like something like you've said this about the Call of Duty ones and cutscenes, and I'm going to say it about the Last of Us too. Games 
they can trick your eyes looking photorealistic at this point. Yeah, we've passed. We're there. We're on the other side of the uncanny valley. It yeah. is creepy sometimes. You're, you you make the disconnect in your head that you're not watching live action, but it's it. it you like can... for cutscenes, absolutely. For gameplay, it still it still looks like a game for a lot of times. Yeah, but we're close, and I really it's it's a it's going to be a slow curve to get there at this point. It's not going to be big leaps and bounds anymore. No, it's going to be small incremental updates over time, and then it won't be until you compare five games apart. You're like, oh, that's actually one reasonable big update, you know, yes. um. But I think people talk about that with like um, Teslas and smartphones and stuff. Like you get little upgrades here or there, and you're not really supposed to buy every new iPhone that comes out. You're just supposed to buy one every three models, and you'll find that it's quite a big update. Mm-hmm. So, I will say that back back to the Halo Infinite. You speak about the brute at the end. Yes. So he's. A I have pa- thoughts about. I have thoughts about that brute at the end. Yeah. So I I would I would like to say um that. He apparently he is the head of the banished forces on that ring. By the way, um, okay. He is Atriox. Is this comes into the things that I've hit that three four three industries have said to YouTube and content creators and journalists after the conference. By the way, that I'll play into because they talk about how this Halo wants to be like a, it wants to be a platform for the future, which makes me think yes. this is going to be a lot more like Destiny than they're willing to admit. But. When you say that he looks very generic Mr. Man, you know, lack of personality, Mm -hmm. he's just an evil kind of gorilla character that could exist in any science fiction video game ever. He's just a monster. You don't even really quite register that he's a brute. The the line was to to the Covenant, you're a demon. To the humans, you're a hero. To us, you're prey. It's just so cheesy and generic. It's ridiculous. I, right. Now, We've spoken about this quite a lot because me and you, with some friends, have been replaying Halo. Yes. And we speak about how much... A couple of our friends have never played it before and we're we're guiding them through it. Oh, indeed. It is wild. And we've spoken about at Nauseam how great Halo music is. Yes. And I don't know how true that's been for Halo 5 and Halo 4. A couple of things. Halo Halo 4 and 5, they've got a couple tracks that you can remember, but... It's not like Halo 2 and 3 where every single thing that comes on, you're like, oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you get really excited and you get pumped up. Now, I think Halo Infinite is a step back to the Halo we love musically because oh. see when that brute is talking? Mm-hmm. Now, you could say it's all cheesy all you like, but... I'm not saying I'm not was... saying the original Halo games aren't cheesy, by the way. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't want, I don't mean to imply that cheese is bad. It's more the genericness of them. When he's talking, he's like, "Die well, Spartan," and this is amazing. And this is my last fight, and I can't wait to take you down. The UNSC lost this war months ago, and the music just starts blasting, and it's all dramatic and all that. I think if he was just saying that, and it was like sinister undertones, it'd be really boring. But see when that music's bla- the halo music's blaring over him and it's all dramatic, I think it's great. I totally buy into him, actually. Now, I don't know who he is and when he says this is going to be his last big fight, I'm like, oh, are you retiring soon? Aw. <laughs> um, you know, and... like he, He's two weeks from retirement. He's, he's going to re- watch. <laughs> yeah, he's two weeks from retirement. Aatrox is going to, like, give him a, a, a signed picture of him or something. I don't know. And then... Like he's clearly, I think, going to try and take down the Master Chief, and the Master Chief's going to fight him. But the music just completely sold me. If there's one thing about this gameplay thing that I thought was not generic at all, it was the Halo music. It was so Halo. 
It was so hilarious. I got to be honest, I, I, I don't actually remember the music from that scene. Rewatch it. I've watched it a few times and my God, it gets the blood pumping, Kyle. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that. The, the, it's it's weird because no matter what, right, we're, we're going to get into the Halo spoilers things at this point. Right now we're just talking more generic. Yeah. The Banished from Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars 2, great time. Great villain for that game. Yeah. Because of that, this guy, no matter how cool or badass he is, he's a side villain. He's he's one of Atriox's lieutenants because they did a great job of establishing Atriox as this big, imposing threat. He's got an interesting backstory, all of this stuff. He's he's the banished. This guy is just some other dude. And it's weird is, to saddle he is, him. He is on level with Decimus. It's it's weird to saddle him as the main villain of your main game. So because he doesn't, he doesn't, he just doesn't live up to Atriox. I'm sorry, I like I like Atriox as a villain. This guy is just some guy who works for Atriox. So he, here's the thing. I don't know if this guy is the main villain of Halo Infinite. They've said he's the head of the Covenant forces on this ring, or uh, banished forces on this ring, but. I think that Halo Infinite isn't going to be a full story. I think that we're going to get expansions to this game. And you're, chapter you're, you're one... You're Full Destiny. Chapter one... Is I, they've, they've released his name and I've seen it in writing. I can't pronounce it. I don't I can't even say his name. He's I've some guy. He's some, yeah, but he's, he's, got, he's got a name and I can't pronounce it because it's really weird. But this guy is the villain that they're announcing so far as the big bad. And I think that you will kill him and it will end on like a weird cliffhanger. And then it'll jump to six By months. By the next chapter of Halo Infinite. No, yeah, no, exactly. Free on Game Pass. Um, <laughs> and it'll be the continuing story. And at the end, we'll get Atriox. And then we might get some other DLCs afterwards. But well, what I'm wondering game... about now is... Wouldn't it make more sense, story-wise, to save Atriox for Halo Wars 3? You know, he's kind of the villain of that game now. Of the, of the Halo Wars franchise? Yeah. Maybe. But I think they kind of didn't know what they were going to do with Halo 6. And then shit, people really liked Halo Wars 2. And the way they're kind of talking about it, and they've been talking to these journalists after the Xbox showcase, it seems like they just the impression I'm getting. They've never said it. But sometime they kind of floundered around a lot. I think they spent a lot of time in concepts for Halo Infinite or what it was going to be. And I'm going to guess that when they revealed that first trailer, they had no idea what they were doing with it. I no, So I think they did. Whether or not they knew who the villain was is another question. I think that it was highly conceptual. We wanted it to be open world and like Halo was, was supposed to be from the Macworld trailer and from Halo 1's silent cartographer and Halo 1's Halo mission where you come They're leaning skateboard heavy on Halo 1, which is an interesting which choice. Which is aged. It's aged. I don't care what people say about it with their nostalgia goggles on. I played Halo 1 recently and I wanted to kill myself. It's bad, yeah. Halo 1 doesn't play it well at like all. It plays like a game that was made in 2001. It plays like a game that was made in 1999. Yes. And I think that really I question what they think we want, you know? And I, I don't I'm all for kind of open worldly stuff, you know? I, even Halo 4 had some relatively open worldly stuff like when you play that Requiem mission and stuff. Mm-hmm. Halo 5 even had it on the mining planet. 
Yeah, sometimes they give you like a big mission with multiple objectives to do. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 fine. Yeah, it's fine, and I don't really know why Halo shouldn't continue to do that. It was always just fine, you know. Like, fine, don't give us on the rails missions, but Halo's always been quite good at not doing that, and now it feels like they're just leaning into Destiny. Even well, see, it's, you know, it's... at one point where the Master Chief in that gameplay demo is like fighting banished forces after he does that big warhog jump, and he jumps out. Yeah. He drops his assault rifle, I think, and he picks up this gun called the Commando. And it's like it's got an ADS on it. I wonder if they're taking away ADS from every single gun now, by the way, because assault rifle didn't look that way, didn't it? Yeah, and he picked up the the, like commando UNSC assault rifle and aimed down sights, and he kept aiming in and aiming out quite quickly. I'm sure that is the default human gun you get at the start of Destiny One. (laughs) I don't mean that to be facetious or even do it for comedic effect. I'm being quite serious. I think it's it's probably based on some real world gun, probably. But it it didn't look very unique. It, yeah, it looked real, it looked real world, I would say, and just your warthog's gonna be your equivalent of a sparrow from Destiny, but you can't call it to you. But there'll always be one around, and it everything was kind of clipping in, and there was zones and difficulties. It's, I don't think it's gonna be open world in terms of you can run into other fire teams. I think it will be a closed world, but you can do co-op. Yeah, it's, it's single-player open world. Yeah, yeah so it'll be single-player open world, but you can do... They've confirmed that four-player split-screen co-op will be a thing from day one. And there was a big rumour that multiplayer wouldn't ship at day one. They wouldn't have, like, Slayer and all that and free-for-all and swap. Can but, you imagine? Right, yeah. So they, they jumped to Twitter immediately and was like, that's not true. They, they, they Usually they quite silent but they actually spoke out and they're like that's yeah, complete bullshit I mean, don't worry about it um, it's 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 arguably what Halo's even more famous for is multiplayer yeah but what they've also said is that Halo Infinite will have ray tracing right mm-hmm. but it won't be there at launch and to me that no, is just that, a that's not uncommon to be honest but to me that is a big endorsement of just launching games before they're finished I know it used to happen but it was a bit taboo they would never say the game isn't finished they would just kind of release it and do patches after, later Looking at you, Assassin's Creed Unity. Yeah, but now they're just like, oh yeah, this game won't really be, they didn't say, oh, the game won't be really characterised differently, but they're like, yeah, we'll have post, post-launch support for this and we're adding this and that, and I'm like, why not do it before the game comes out? It's like, oh, we don't have time. Your last fucking main game came out in 2015, what were you doing for two years before Halo Wars 2 came out and you suddenly decided the Banished were good? You know, I, I, I really wonder how long they've actually had this game in active development. That first teaser trailer came out in 2018, I think they probably had been working on Halo Infinite before that for maybe nine months. It's... Okay, we can get into... This game doesn't feel like a sequel. Can I can I say that? Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I would agree. And they were asked about that, by the way. They said... What the f- and they've, they've, they've pushed heavy in some of the entries I've read that... Oh, it's a spiritual reboot to the franchise. My absolute yeah. favourite thing to hear about the end of a trilogy. Because this does not feel like the end of a trilogy in any way, and they're not even pushing it like that. Remem- this is not a Halo Remember 3. when 343 started with Halo and Halo 4? They were like, this is the Reclaimer trilogy. And yes. then at some point, just before Halo 5 came out, they renamed it to the Reclaimer Saga. And maybe that's because they realised that Halo 5 wasn't going to be very coherent with Halo 4 and then they've realised that people didn't like Halo 5 and are suddenly being like, oh, we just don't care anymore. They've said it's, you exact, can... it's exactly the same as Star Wars. Yeah. Beat for beat, it's the, same, it's the same thing where they clearly didn't have a plan for what they were going to do with it. 
first people didn't like elements of four, so they made a bunch of different stuff for Halo Five. People didn't like Halo Five, so they're doing a bunch of different stuff again for Halo Infinite. I wonder how many people were going to even be excited for Infinite though, because people were excited for Rise of Skywalker. I don't think anyone's excited for this. Um, they didn't. They said they that didn't this sell it. They said they, they really this, didn't sell the it. The gameplay demo that we saw was set quite a few hours into the game, and people were asked. People asked them about well, where the hell is Team Osiris and whatnot. And they answered with the, this is a spiritual reboot, you don't have to play any other Halo games before. But there will be answers for people who played Halo 5. Now, I don't know if that's going to be post the gameplay demo we saw it's... or pre. The, the implication I'm getting is that this is going to be a situation where the Chief kind of can't remember. Like, <laughs> wait, see, see, when you, see when the pilot man wakes him up? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we lost, UNSC lost this war for this ring. Chief might have amnesia and not remember what happened in the war, and this game might be a series of unravelling what actually happened. And finding maybe. out Fire Team Osiris got slaughtered. And maybe maybe the start of this game you'll play as Agent Locke and Fire Team Osiris and you'll get murdered and it'll cut to black and it'll be like six months later. And God, I hope she... not. I really that would be annoying. The game starts off like the end of Halo Reach. I know <sighs> They've done this before, and I, I can't think of an exact example before. Like, oh, people didn't like this character. Oh, they, they won't mind if we just murder them horribly. I think it was, I'm thinking of GTA V, when uh, you kill one of the characters from GTA Four, and your first mission is Trevor. He, he was from the DLC, Lost in the Dam. Yeah, and no one played Lost in the Dam, so they were like, fuck it, let's just kill this guy, who cares? I don't even think most people noticed. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed because I'm a nerd, but I think most people wouldn't have even noticed. I played the Battle of Gay Tony. But Halo 5 and Locke isn't that, because Locke and Fireteam Osiris, they are the main characters, unarguably, of Halo 5. Yes. And I think they should have gone all the way with that, but that's uh, you can watch my video if you want to learn more about that. But... <laughs> not a sequel it's so strange and they're not even pretending that it is they're not they're they're being like that we they, we are focusing and putting master chief back to the center of this franchise again about he, him by himself on a halo ring i bet even the co-op campaign will just be you playing as clones of yeah, master chief probably. by the way i don't even think there'll be other characters i agree it definitely seems that way and no at least I, multiplayer I just, right maybe it's weird, but that's just... That's not my image of Halo. That's Halo 1, and they kind of tried to do that again with Halo 4 already. They tried to go back to Halo 1, and people weren't super on board with that. They weren't. I think people talk a lot of... They give a lot of credit to CE and its legacy, and that's fair. Halo 2 is the is the big one, though. Halo yeah. 2 is the one that everyone rants and raves about. Yeah, uh-huh. but I think that's because most people, more people probably played that game. People get a lot of reverence to Halo CE, but mm-hmm. just because they give a lot of respect to what it done, I don't think that means. And I don't that's think, not. It, that that doesn't mean, mean it defines to, the franchise. Yeah, and I don't, and I also don't think it means that that's what they want to play again. Like yeah. this was good for its time. Like I had, I see when I saw they still clamber and sprint, I was like, oh, thank God, because I yes. was, I was, I was semi convinced that they were going to go back to like a fast, a fast flowing movement speed from Halo Three. It did look still kind of floaty though. I think I might just be the aspect of it being like a de- just be, early yeah. demo stuff, but the sprint features in the game, you see them sprint and clamber <laughs> in the game. <laughs> this is the other thing, because you've been using the early demo thing a lot. 
as like an excuse basically for why everything sucks. Why the fuck would you use an early demo to as the launch for your new console, all of all your new your big event? You're using this old demo with unfinished textures and everything's clipping in. It was a te- that's a terrible idea. It, it is a terrible idea, but I think it's because they didn't have a, they don't have a lot to show. This game's supposed to be launching at the end of this year, and I think everything that's everything that looks better is probably really buggy. This was like this was a stable early version of the game that was like it was com- it was com- it was a complete it was a completely stable demo and any other elements they could add would break it so they couldn't show you a more up to date one cuz something in it would be broken and this was like a stable isolated little version that worked it was a nice little faraday cage that was stable from an earlier build and that's what they showed and again i think that this game probably has had a lot of early stage rewrites and stuff to it when they realised that people gravitated towards the Banished because I know that the Banished weren't what they meant to be the main villain for this game. I don't know it, but I can intuitively know it based on everything that I'm seeing. And I just, I really think this is a lot of floundering, you know? Uh-huh. The weapons looked quite different, but this new, this new Bulldog shotgun doesn't look as good as the original Halo shotgun, but I think they'll both be in the game, to be honest with you. You can You've got use a your... grappling hook. A grappling hook felt really weightless to me. It didn't feel like you were, haul, you know, hauling a big piece of armor up a cliff with a person inside it. It felt like you were. Uh, it just looked like floating around. it looked like um. It reminded me of Far Cry. Like I've not played Far Cry. Just the the open world exploring. You've got a, like a you don't have a grappling hook exactly, but you do have a claiming rope that you can claim up cliffs and stuff. It just all, all of it they have reminded that, me of Far Cry. They have that in Syndicate. That you can just what, grapple Assassin's Creed Syndicate? Yeah. Uh, sure, but that's that's a completely different style of game. Nah, you can Far Cry like, is completely a, launch Far Cry up, is a first compl- person open can, world shooter. You can completely okay? launch up a, the Houses of Parliament. I I remember you you can play as Batman in Syndicate. You're 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 really dragging me off topic right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, oh, lost me. Anyway, I was just saying it reminded me of a Far Cry, and it just, nothing about even taking away graphics, all of this stuff. Nothing about it looked new and exciting to me. It looked like something I'd played already. See, I don't think it looks like something I've played already, except Destiny. But it's got Halo skin on it, and. Again, and I'm not. I'm not saying every game has to be boundary pushing anything, but as this big launch, Halo, it's Halo game for the next generation, it feels like it needs to be something more than what they've shown. I, it was very disappointing. I I was disappointed in what they showed. I think most people kind of were. No, no one was really talking about it after. It I've came not out. seen it, anyone really raving about it. Yeah, no. it, it got memed to hell. Uh, there was Craig the Brit. Of course. And really, I think we've probably done the most in-depth breakdown for the business implications <laughs> of this than anyone else. <laughs> it's such just a nothing, though. It's It'll come out. I'm going to buy it, or maybe not, Game Pass. I'm going to get on Game Pass, yeah. And we'll just see. Because this is supposedly coming out by the end of this year, we're more than halfway through this year. They need to start pumping stuff out. And that's not just also for Halo Infinite. It's for this entire next generation, the series. Yeah. They never even showed a price for this. And I think PlayStation and Sony... PlayStation and Sony. PlayStation and Xbox, they're both... They're waiting for someone to blink and release the price first. 
so that they can undercut. That's just how business works. I think that PlayStation have been sitting cushy for a few months thinking we don't need to release the price because Xbox have a showcase coming up where they'll release their price and then we can adjust their price accordingly and fuck them over. Xbox said, fuck that. I'm not telling you my price even though this is the only proper time I could do it where it doesn't seem random and now you need to do it. It's like they're pulling hot potato and it's completely, it's just a cold war. Who's going to fire the first shot? And again, I'm looking at my calendar clock on my computer screen right now. It's the seventh month of the year and this is coming out in the 12th. Uh Where's the trailers? Where's the prices? Where's the polished cinematic trailers that are supposed to sell your average person that watches it on TV when they're eating their dinner at night? Nothing's here. What is this generation supposed to be? And they've also spoke about how a lot of the stuff they're doing, they're working from home right now. But a lot of this is digital. It's not like you need to be sitting in the same in room office, as someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I, I was really excited because Microsoft, I believe, set high expectations for this conference and did not really deliver, not just for Halo, but the entire conference. I'm excited for Fable, but I'm going to be 26 by the time that game comes out, probably. <laughs> And you know I'm not even lying. No, no, you're not. I, I, the whole pivoting away from the big operatic story is strange to me because it says that they don't understand who their audience is. The people who grew up, or didn't like even grew up, but were around when Halo 1 came out are in their late 40s now. And they're probably moving away from video games in general. So you're saying teenagers when Halo C came out? Yes. Right. Yeah. If they were, if they were like our age, they would they would be in their early forties now. Yes, but again, like Halo Two and Three are what made the franchise so big, and they're the ones they leaned heavy into big dramatic storytelling, all the stuff with the Arbiter, all of stuff between Mass Chief and Cortana, all of this stuff is introduced in Halo 2 and 3, and those are the, the popular ones. Halo 1 isn't Halo One isn't the popular one. People like it, they liked it at the time, it got a sequel, but it's not the popular one. It's not. It got the ball rolling. Whatever people talk about, if they were to do like a film adaptation of the Halo original Halo trilogy, Halo 1's the hardest one to do because there's nothing there. Halo 1 is yeah, very it's... bare bones. Halo... I, I said this recently in a re- in a playthrough of the games. Halo Two is a film. There's yes. game, there's game, there's gameplay in it, but it's a film, especially with the anniversary graphics. Halo Three, to a certain extent, is a film, but Halo Three kind of suffered from a lot of production issues. I know Halo Two did as well, but Halo Two landed on its feet. I don't. With age, I wonder how much Halo Three actually did land on its feet. To be honest with you, um, the multiplayer is fine, is, but the story's about still has some great moments. Though. It's some great moments. Halo Three deserves the reverence it gets. Don't get me wrong. I'm just talking about how much it comes across as a film in this piece in a piece of storytelling, you know. But Halo Two is fantastic, and Halo Three is also amazing. And they're very cinematic games. They are. Yes. And we want kind of more of that, and we want kind of proper characters. And I wonder how much we've gone from having characters to just having caricatures. Because Halo 4 kind of tried to blur the lines between the two approaches. It had it had the big character moments between Cortana and Chief, but it was still a lot of exploring this alien planet thing. 
I like Halo 4, man. I I don't like Halo 4, but it's not because of that. It's because I don't like Master Chief. Yeah. But, uh, Heresy. And Halo 5, it really leaned back into the big, dramatic, lots of characters, story stuff. I'd arguably say that was too crowded. Possibly. You've got eight main characters. It does get a bit crowded. You you can only remember three of them. I can't remember all of them, please. I can remember their names, but how many do you care about? There's three of them. For you, there's probably two. I like I like Fireteam Osiris. I Tanaka and Vale, I don't know anything about them except one's flown in Sanghili. She was raced on a spaceship. She learned Sanghili. It's, it's fucking who cares? Tanaka grew up on a planet that was classed. I so I so empty on it, man. And do I f- now issues with Halo Five aside, I still think a story should commit to the story it wants to tell. I agree. Now I have problems with the Last Jedi, but I would much have preferred Episode Nine at least try and wrap up the story instead of sideswipe it. If if you've got problems with it, you can work that into the sequel, and you know make, you can redeem make it. it a complete story. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. you can totally you can totally land on your if you throw something up in the air, then end. You can still land it on your feet if you do a satisfying conclusion, but if you just try and pretend that nothing was thrown up in the air for the sequel, you're not going to make it a satisfying conclusion at all. No. I don't, we don't have confirmation on this, but that looks exactly what they're doing with Infinite. Yeah. The fact that it's not called Halo 6 is is a big clue to that, the, obviously. They did say when Halo 5 came out they were moving away from numbers. That's why Halo 5 wasn't just called Halo 5, it was called Halo 5 Guardians. That was the beginning of their phase-out of number yeah, the fact the fact that they're calling it a soft reboot and stuff the like spiritual this spiritual well. reboot is the thing yeah. yeah that's where i'm like oh so this is what you're doing yeah turns out the original art style coming back wasn't to the same extent we thought no it's it's a sort of it's a strange half and half yeah the U, i think the un because in that trailer we saw with like all the unsc stuff and then it went red and said deceased that was the original unsc logo and oni and it said infinity and it was, you know, I think the UNSC probably for the large part, like the human stuff has probably gone back to our Bungie era stuff. I know the Warthogs still look quite three four three, mm-hmm. but maybe that was it either did. it was either an With earlier the fuel build tanks on the back and stuff. Yeah, it was either because it was an earlier build or maybe like me, everyone quite likes the three four three era Warthog. I quite like it. And then the grunts, I it's the three four three grunts, and I'm not actually big on the three four three grunts. I think they look a bit too kind of. I'm not big on the three four three anything. I th- I think the three four three grunts look a bit bubbly. And can we just talk about how, apart from the brutes, nothing looked particularly banished? No, I I got that. I mean, every, like the jackals just look like jackals. They looked. I don't know if that's again because it's an early build. That it's it's fucking stupid that we have to keep saying that. I'm sorry, but it's ridiculous that we have to keep making this clear that it's an early build. Yeah, it should be, it should be clear that this is like a representation of the game they're trying to sell us. Exactly. But in that trailer, all of the Covenant, they just look like Covenant. Even the Brutes didn't look super banished to me. Um, the Phantom just looked like the, the Phantom asset from Halo Wars 2. Even when it, it did even, look even, like they just even, ripped it from Halo Wars even 2. Even when it went to, like, it turned to land, it looked like it just clipped left and it felt really weightless. <laughs> I was like, is there anything in that? Is it just air? And the Elites with their Halo CE blue armour and you know, they could be a, re- a Halo Reach minor at the very least. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have, like... I and mean, we never saw Jackals in Halo Wars 2. Like, yes, they're physical units in the game, but, like, they had no 
Are they even units in the game? I can't remember. I think they are, yeah. If it, we, we don't really get a good look at Jackals in Halo Wars 2 is what I'm saying in cinematics or in gameplay. And I kind of, I can, I don't really know what Jack Grunts, I know what Grunts are supposed to look like in the least in Halo Wars. I know what the Banished ones and Brutes the closest to the Banished, but they're red at the most, I could say. But there yeah. were some blue Brutes as well, and they looked like they were Halo 3. But, like, what I, what I love about the Banished style in Halo Wars 2 is they're so big and chunky and bulky. They don't have the sleekness of the Covenant in any way. It, they're yeah, totally it looks visually like, different. It looks like everything runs on a diesel engine. Where, yes, um, exactly. That's a great way of fitting it. Yeah, all, all Banished stuff looks like it runs on a diesel engine, whereas Covenant stuff looks like it runs on sleek plasma energy or something. Yes. It looks big and bulky, and they did not capture. They don't. It doesn't even look like they tried to capture that aesthetic. No, it doesn't. It completely doesn't. And I maybe they're going to make that part of the story that these are Covenant who have joined the Banished or something. Maybe. Yeah. But why? Why not just make them Banished? That would be more fun to and more interesting to look at. Maybe this story is going to be the best Halo story we've ever had, Kyle. Maybe we're going to love it. I seriously doubt it. Maybe the Master Chief is going to take off his helmet at some point. You're going to find out it was actually Locke in disguise. <laughs> you know, through, all, through all of Halo Infinite the voice modulator on. Oh my gosh. Can, can I just say this one last thing? Because I think we're probably nearing the end of our recording today. Master Chief, Steve Downs. I know uh-huh. it's been 20 years, but he, he sounds old now. He does. He, he didn't even. Sound, I didn't notice that. He didn't. He, he didn't There's, even it, sound that old in Halo Five. It, it was it kind of like uh, uh, Darth Vader in Star Wars Rebels. You know, just something sounds a bit different now. Everyone says that about um, James Earl Jones in New Star Wars from Rogue One and Rebels, and all that. He sounds older. I can see that he sounds different, but I don't even know if he sounds older. I just think it, to, to Myers just uh, shoot it off as. Um, Oh, it's just better audio equipment for the time. Like, it, it, I, I don't know. Obviously, obviously, James L. Jones is older, but I think he still sounds same-ish. Maybe a better example is Data in Star Trek: Picard. Then he just well, he looks different. <laughs> well, with just the age, it just yeah, it just sounds age, yeah. different. I, I, I suppose. I suppose so. And that's fine. You, you can work that. Master Chief does age. Yeah, he does so age. you can do that. You can. But it doesn't seem like they're making that part of the story in any way. He's just badass Master Chief again. They're, at least in this trailer, it doesn't look like they're doing any cat other than him being nice to the pilot dudes. We'll but... search for it together. I, I I like Master Chief when he's being human. I, I, I don't know why I like it. That's one, one thing I like about the 343 era Halo. It's I like when they try and humanise the Chief a little bit. That's why I like I mean, Halo 4 so much. My thoughts clear about Master Chief. I don't think he's a very interesting protagonist. I know, I know, and we're not, I don't think we're ever going to see eye to eye on it. But um, I, 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 whenever I hear like a character getting old, but they're not addressing the age, and it's like we're just going to continue the fight, it reminds me of what Red Letter Media said about um, Nebnub. You know the. <laughs> The, the the rebel yes um, pilot, he's, up, who, who, he's, who he's been fight- co-pilots with Lando blowing and, up the Death Star yeah and now 30 years later he's still doing it yes <laughs> he's still fighting the same war or Princess Leia like you're so old now and you're doing the same thing you must just be so tired yes Master Chief must be just so old and worn out you must like, it's, it's if- another thing I was considering making a video about but it's it's a thing in a lot of media where it's sometimes I wish 
And it's just it's just the nature of how things work nowadays. Is sometimes I just wish stories would end. They would just because of the nature of some of these stories. Like I was thinking about it with Naruto, obviously, because I just made a video about Naruto. Yeah. And Naruto is currently running a sequel show called Boruto about Naruto's son. At least it's a sequel with a different character. I mean, Naruto's in it though. Is he's he his old, dad? Is he an old man? He's he's like mid thirties, I think. Oh, that's young. But the whole the nature of the way Naruto ended is the world is going to be at peace now, and we're going to work towards peace, right? This is how the show ends. Yeah. But it, it, because you're having a sequel to it, you can't do that. You need to have conflict for there to be a show about fighting. I mean, that's always the problem they had with the original Star Trek, where like, you would never have interpersonal conflict. It would always be conflicts with adversaries who weren't on the ship. A little bit, but I think they handled that quite well in TNG, to be honest with you. Yeah, TNG, they did handle it quite well. But just some sometimes stories have a definitive end, and hill 3 kind of did have a definitive end you know it, it wake me when you need me but the war was over and done with and then halo 4 and 5 come around it's like nope just kidding war kept going after all it's fine i think that that was the misstep where they kept they needed covenant species so they just were like exactly. oh we're still the covenant but i mean I, I, I think like a story can end but the franchise can persist like the mcu can persist but iron man story's done you, yeah, but you have to introduce different. You need to introduce it's interest. Thing. It's just this. It's just the same conflict yeah, over it's the and same over, conflict and it just it feels unnatural because that's not how the real world works. I know you. You do. I think you need to. Int- you need to introduce compelling supporting characters to start to take a bigger role over the course of but those at, games. At this at this point, with, with this game specifically, they seem so scared to shake the boat of Halo. I think it's because they shook they shook the boat with Halo Five and got slapped in the face. And I, it's just it's a, it's a bad call, and they they're really they're just stuck as a franchise now. Of we have to have Covenant, we have to have Cortana, we have to have Master Chief, we have to have all of these elements in every single Halo game, or otherwise we think people will be upset. I think you can do it if it's not a mainline one, though. And I think you can even switch Master Chief out as being a mainline protagonist if the substitute characters are great and if they're built I on... agree with you, but they don't... 3 for 3 does not agree with you. I think that, you know... Microsoft doesn't agree with Halo you. Halo Reach and Halo DST and Halo Wars, great stories without the Master Chief, and they do not need Master Chief. Halo 5 is a good attempt to bring in substitute characters and phase out the Chief. I just think it was done absolutely disgracefully. And... You know, maybe they did say, they said this about, like, don't expect a sequel to Halo Infinite in the next four years, in the next five years. They said this might be a platform for the next ten years. Also, something Bungie said about Destiny, by the way, so it's very similar. And I think, like, they could go halfway through Halo Infinite's life cycle into the year, like, 2023 or something, or 2024, and be like, okay, we're maybe ready to phase in a new character, and they could do some great expansion pack that's story-focused, that has got a new Spartan in it, maybe a lady, for the for the modern times that we're in. <laughs> and because it's still a game featuring the Master Chief, and if the game's great, if Halo Infinite's great, this could be a really good Master Chief story, and then we get the supporting character that comes in, and by the end of it, you're still, you're still playing as Master Chief when you're doing free roam or whatever, but then when they make a sequel to Halo Infinite, whenever that is... 
this expansion story that was in Halo Infinite is sufficient enough that you just phase in this new character? I just... I don't see this... Right now, where we're at, I don't see this game being a smash success. I don't see it happening. If it indeed is a game that's built to be a marathon and not a sprint, I agree that maybe at first it will be a complete flop, but over time it will be a success. I don't think it'll be a flop. I not think a flop. It'll be, Flop's wrong, but I don't think, I think people will be I think it'll be absolutely average. It's not going to blow anyone away. It's not going to smash records. It's just going to be a game that you pick up and play and finish, and that's it. Depends who the multiplayer is. We know nothing about the multiplayer. We, we know zilch about it, except that it'll be with the game at launch. We know that you could, you'll be able to pick up the grapple hook as an equipment prop. Yeah, they said grapple hook and all will get moved into multiplayer, but it will be it will function a wee bit differently because I think in the campaign the grapple hook and other equipments like that wall that's like a one way shield barrier you can shoot through, which is in Destiny by the way. Yes, I know. Like in in the campaign, it's like it's just a thing you've got on you that recharges. Whereas in the camp in the multiplayer, it's probably going to be a pick up like that one way bubble shield type thing where you pick it up and it's got like three uses or something. It's just as 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 a hard as a hardcore Halo fan, there's just there's way more games that I'm way more excited for this year. You know, like Star Wars Squadrons. Even I'm way more excited for Star Wars Squadrons than I am for a Halo game. Maybe I'm just getting apathetic to the whole idea of the gaming industry, but I'm not really overly excited for any game that's currently about to come out any more than I am any other game that's coming out. Halo Infinite, Halo. Hill Infinite, Star Wars Squadrons, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I'm all just equal for. I'm all just flat out the same level of anticipation and that's, I'll play it when it comes out, but I'm not sitting going, oh my god, three days till I'm going to play it. Well, I'm, I'm not sitting like that either. But... Now, I will say that Halo will always, I'll have rose-tinted goggles on for it, like I'll always play it before I will play the other games. If they all came out at the same time, I'll play Halo first. But I'm not excited for it anymore. The one game that I'm still excited for, and I said this when we got the E3 show last year, I think, is that um is that twelve minute game? <laughs> you know that one where <laughs> that, that little indie game. Yeah, with the home invasion and you just keep respawning until you find out how to like deal with the issue and it's like a murder. Is that not out yet? I don't know if it's out. It's the ID Xbox they advertised that there is like it's still coming. I don't know if it's out. I don't know. Maybe it is out and I've misinterpreted the trailer, but it, I was reminded of it just the other day. And I was like, ah, yeah, I, I want to play that game. That's at least got me kind of interested. No other game has me interested. <laughs> Give me Firewatch 2, you cowards. You're going to go full Mr. Indie Game Snob. Indie Game Snob. I don't play your AAA batteries anymore. <laughs> I'm all about the small indie developers. I am ID Xbox. You don't play nearly enough indie games to make that I don't. I still haven't finished Coffee Talk. No. Still waiting for your review. You'll get it in the next episode of Name Not Included. What? <laughs>